We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Chris Van Vliet! And welcome back to another one here on Insight. It's your friendly neighborhood, CBV, Chris Van Fleet, and I know there's a lot of wrestling podcasts out there, and it seems like there's more and more every single day, so I genuinely appreciate you being here, and thank you, as always, for making Insight one of the top wrestling podcasts on planet Earth, and if you enjoy this interview or you've ever enjoyed any interview that we've ever done on the show, could I please just ask you to hit that follow button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Wherever you're listening to this right now, we've got a great one today with Roderick Strong just a few days before his match against Orange Cassidy at AEW Revolution on Sunday, March 3rd for the International Championship. And while that pay-per-view is going to be known for having Sting's last match, I really feel like Roddy and Orange Cassidy have the opportunity to steal the show here. And my goodness, When you look at Roderick Strong's career that has spanned almost 25 years, he's been everywhere. Ring of Honor for 13 years, some time in TNA, of course, what he did in NXT with Undisputed Era. Then last year, he made his AEW debut, saving his good buddy Adam Cole, Bebe, who was being attacked. There's a ton to get into with him here. And after I recorded this, I just couldn't stop thinking about how much I appreciate the way that Roderick Strong looks at life. Like when I asked him the final question, what are three things you're grateful for right now? He started tearing up talking about his son. What a guy, what a great guy. What a great conversation. Snap a screenshot. Let us know you're listening. Tag us online so we can share it as well. He's at Roderick Strong. I'm at Chris Van Vliet. Here we go. Please enjoy this conversation with Roderick Strong. Oh my goodness. I I can't believe we're finally making this happen. So, Roddy, it's good to officially meet you. It's very nice to officially meet you. There it is. There's the handshake. I have heard on many occasions that you and I look like we could be related in some sort of way. And I I think maybe I see it. Oh, for sure. See, I got the mustache now. So I need to grow the mustache. What is life like with a mustache? It's very interesting, I'll tell you that. I did it as a joke, you know, just uh, to get a reaction from my wife and son. And my wife was like, I love it. You got to keep it. And I, I said like, to my oh, wife man. recently, 
think, you know, mustaches are cool again. What if I grew one? She's like, that, I don't think that that's a very good idea at all. And I <laughs> do not recommend that. I'm like, I guess no mustache for me then. No, exactly. And it was funny. My son didn't even say anything for like two days. He was like, oh, no, you look normal to me. I don't know. He was messing with me back. I was like, damn. What does your shirt say? When Roddy met Marina. This is great. And what a, what a setup here. What, is, this, is this just where you do all your interviews? Is this your uh, office space, if you will? It is. It is. I'm trying to. My wife's been doing a good job of cleaning it up and making it look presentable. But I'm trying to get better of actually, you know, using the room it, to kind I mean, of just let it be. It looks great. I think it looks fantastic. I appreciate it. We're coming up on one year of you being in AEW. If we look back on this last year, Roddy, what is what are some of the big highlights for you? <sighs> Wembley Stadium, my debut, my match with uh, Chris Jericho, and just the whole you know you know story leading up to where we are now. It was just interesting because it gave me an opportunity to test myself with, you know, like becoming more of a character and, and doing more of that stuff. And for me, that was my favorite part, honestly, was just from how it started to how it ended. I don't know. I really, really enjoyed that time. I feel like you did a really good job. Everybody did a really good job of keeping your debut a secret. So like, what was, what, what did the inner workings of that look like? And it was just a situation of like when my contract had came up with WWE, I was injured. So I wasn't even sure if I could wrestle again. So then it was one of those things that once I got cleared, it was kind of, you know, what is best for me at this time? And through the injury and stuff, I went through a huge self-reflective period and just of who I was at the time and where I needed to go, just for life. And then, you know, that's kind of when the decision to go to AEW was a little bit easier for me because it was one of, like, I want to use all the knowledge I've acquired over these years. Not like I can't do that in WWE, but it was just a different opportunity to have a little bit more freedom in that sense and really, you know, put myself in a situation that happened where... I'm doing something outside of the box and it's by choice and, you know, really being able to grow and lean into it. I don't know. It was just a, just amazing. What do you think started this like introspection? Like what made you go, I, I want to look ahead to what the rest of my wrestling career looks like and maybe what the rest of my life looks like. Well, first it was what the rest of my life looks like. Okay. When, you know, cause my wife was on the road so I'd be home. I was home with my son like the whole time. And there was just periods in there where, you know, I struggled because I'm like, oh my God, all I've known is wrestling. Like, what is going on? Like, if I can't do this, what can I do? What can I be? Who am I? Like, and yeah, just, you know, I met a guy who's my buddy now like really good for any someone that had similar upbringing and you know he was kind of like a constant source of therapy in a sense like it was like thoughts that i would think and stuff i was processing that day i'd kind of put it out to him and then get a little feel he was just you know 
and just really thinking like, okay, if I can wrestle, like, how do I want to do it? Because I never thought it would be taken from me in any way, shape, or form. I mean, the longest time I've ever missed was of wrestling is between being finished with the indies and debuting in WWE. I've just never been off. So then it was like not nine months, like nine and a half months or something like that. So I was going stir crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. coming out of the pandemic and all that, it's like I had just been home for so long. Then it's like, oh my God, can I do this? And then when I do it, how am I going to do it? And just, you know, looking at every opportunity as, you know, and just being grateful and trying to maximize it no matter what it is. If it's a, if it's 20 seconds, if it's 20 minutes and, you know, just approaching it like that kind of took, uh, the edge off a little bit because I, you know, I've taken wrestling, like wrestling and, and this job so serious my whole life. Not like I don't now, yeah. but, uh, just a different, you know, I have a lot of gratitude about it. Like it just, no, no matter what it is, I'm just approaching it like that. So it makes me, you know, I go in with a little bit softer mindset and not so like protective and guarded and, yeah, it's just opened Pandora's box of like just, you know, thought and willingness to, you know, be more open minded. Okay, so if you've ever watched any of these interviews on my YouTube channel, you know that I'm not always wearing a t shirt. Sometimes I'm suited up, like when I was at the Iron Claw world premiere or my last interview with Cody Rhodes. And one of the biggest things with business casual menswear is finding something that's both high quality and also durable enough to withstand your day. I found that with Roan and their commuter collection, and this is the most comfortable dress shirt that I've ever worn. It has Roan's signature four-way stretch fabric, so whatever direction you move in, it moves with you. And it's not just dress shirts. They've also got insanely comfortable pants, quarter zips, polos, and blazers. And I'll let you in on a little CVV secret here. I'm not a huge fan of dry cleaning just because it's such a hassle. They've got their gold fusion anti-odor technology, which means you get more wears between washes. You're fresh and clean all day long. And best of all, no lingering odors. Go check out the commuter collection at roan.com slash CVV. And when you use the promo code CVV, you'll get 20% off your entire order. That's a very generous 20% off your order when you use the code CVV at roan.com slash CVV. That's R-H- one.com slash CVV. Part of this like self-reflection happened to coincide with the fact that you turned 40 last year. Cause I also turned 40 last year. Not only do we have in common that we kind of maybe look like we could be related, that we also have the same first name. I've never met a Chris that I don't like. Um, yeah, you know, we also turned 40 last year. And, and did that, did that factor into this at all? Yeah, I mean, to a, to a point, but it was more of like, I guess the realization of like, oh, I am 40 now, you know, because I've never really felt that way. But, you know, fortunately for me, I feel the best I ever have in my, my career. Like, honestly, I found a trainer that was going to address all of my weaknesses and kind of start me from the ground up. And like kind of rebuild me. So I move. It's just interesting because I went from being injured and being so locked up and like to now I feel 
you know, so free when I move. I don't know. Just, you know, making better life choices, you know, creating a, you know, like a protocol for myself and getting the right team around me, you know, to, to let me do this the way I want to do this for as long as I can. I feel like you're making history this weekend. Like this is Sting's last match and you're going to forever be able to say, yep, I wrestled on the same card as yeah. Sting. I wrestled at AEW Revolution. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, one, it's a big honor. You know, and to be going against somebody like Orange Cassidy, like, you, you know, whatever we have going on aside, like, he's been a tremendous champion. and I mean, he's just an amazing wrestler and uh, a great human. So it's just one of those things that the right opponent at the right time. And, you know, I haven't wrestled as much as I thought I was going to my first year and like I'm okay with it because I this gives me an opportunity to kind of like blow the door open because people don't really know exactly what to expect of me in these kinds of matches I haven't been in a big match like this in, in quite some time so I, I'm very excited to show the world and I get to do it on the same show as Sting in his last match and it's been a while since you've had gold around your waist Oh, exactly. And it's been feeling weird. So I was like, you know what? <laughs> this will solve the problem. Has having Sting backstage, has that like, have you been able to call on him for some advice or has there just been some things you've learned just by watching him? Uh, mostly just by watching him. I, I, I love to observe. Unless I know you really well, there, I doubt I will come approach you and bombard you with any kind of like conversation. But just the way he carries himself, how cool he is. Like when he goes out there, he works so hard and it's, you know, it's very inspiring. I've said it to like anybody that's asked, like the way he's going about this is, is very impressive. And, you know, what he's done for Darby or any of the people that he's worked with, you know, across the ring, like he just seems like a very giving person and somebody that, you know, is grateful for the amount of time he had in the business. And then, you know, I don't know. It's just awesome. When you say that you haven't wrestled that much in this first year in AEW, it's because you've had this, like, this awesome gimmick going on. This whole next strong thing is, it's just magic. It's it's lightning in a bottle. Yeah, it's it's so funny. It, like I said, it was just, an, and it's an opportunity. And like, because, I th I think because I was all in on it, you know, everyone, you know, I would wear that neck brace freaking everywhere. It didn't matter where I was going. Like, and are you talking like, like you'd you, wear it to the airport? You'd wear it to the restaurant? I'd wear it, yeah. Yep, all the time. It didn't matter. It was one of those things that, like, honestly, our medical team was like, hey, you can't wear this as much because it's, like, weakening your neck muscles slightly. So... <laughs> They 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 were like okay uh, you know so then I I would give it a little bit of a break but yeah it was something and I could you know it was a real life thing for me it's not I came back from a a bad neck injury so it was just it wasn't something that was too far fetched to my mind so and my son loved it so when did you realize that yelling Adam was going to catch on oh it was after. Like some of the production people started coming, you know, that work behind the scenes. And they're like, yeah, the fans are screaming it before the show. It's like, woo, Adam. Then it was just like, 
Oh my God. Cause a lot of stuff was pre-taped and, or, you know, filmed off site. So then like, first time I got to really like after a stretch, go out in front of the people. And I was like, Oh my God, this is ridiculous. And it's, and it's kind of funny because whatever, like the, the yelling happened, you know, but then it was like, I can't just yell everything. And my, uh, it's funny because my son does the thing when he's fired up and he's so mad, he just will yell one of the words he's saying. It does. Sometimes it's the right word. Sometimes it's not. And then he just talks really calm afterwards. And I thought like, oh man, that's hilarious. So that's kind of like I, the yelling and then like this monotone speaking was kind of just mimicking him. I, so love that was, I love that your son is the one who helped to create this gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, just trying to pull from everywhere in my life. So is every cameo request that you get now, someone being like, hey, my name is Chris. Can you start it off by yelling Chris? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is cool. But it became like, and for anyone that has gotten a cameo recently, I'm sorry. But it just became a little bit too much, you know, because it's not like I can just go, hey, guys, how are you doing? It's like, I have to scream. So <laughs> it's. You know, finding the time for that was a little hard, but I'll get back on it, I promise. I feel like this thing is gonna this is gonna be your thing like for the next 10 years, I feel like. Even if you're not doing it on TV, this is gonna be the thing. People are gonna be like, hey. Yeah. That, I, I saw I met some fans and it was like a father and a daughter, and he's like, Yeah, this is uh the guy that screams at him. Like that's my name. I was like, okay. <laughs> That's for, I mean, that's look, if you're going to be known for it's, something, I guess that's a thing to be known for, sure. Yeah, right. Right. Exactly. Take me back to the first time that you met Adam Cole. Oh, man. It was in Philly in the locker room. He was just an extra. And I, but I just know a lot of people were mentioning, like, oh, this, this guy has a lot of potential. So it was one of those, like, where I came up to, you know, cause I, at that time was, you know, trying to be as helpful as I can. I still, you know, didn't know much, but, uh, um, and is this Ring know, of Honor we're going back to? Yeah. It's Ring of Honor. I think Oh nine, maybe. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And it was just one of those things I approached him and, you know, I, obviously so many people had said like good things about him. And then, so just talking, you know, gave him some feedback or whatever. And he was very responsive to it. And it was like, okay, this is one of the guys that, you know, I will give my time to not, you know, at the moment. And, you know, from that, because we started conversating so much from that, it was kind of like, Hey, you want to come hang out? Like we're all doing this. And then, you know, and then it grew from there. It's just amazing that you can talk about something that happened 15 years ago. Like it's, you know, just casual. Yeah. Like, like you've been in this industry a long time and next year is going to be 25 years. Do, do you even, oh, do you well, think about that? Technically, a little bit longer because I started okay. when I was 12, 12. What? Yeah. 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 Crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, how is that even uh, like possible or legal? <laughs> well, I, I probably wasn't legal, but I went because my, my parents at the time were separated and my dad's friend had asked him, like, hey, do you want to be a wrestler? There's this guy that comes into my wife's like doctor's office and she was like the front desk lady. And it was Jim Neidhart. Wow. And he was like, it was when he wasn't with WWF. Um, I think it was 95. Um, and 
they were like, hey, if we get one more person, it'll be X amount of dollars cheaper. And my dad, it's funny, my dad was 39 at the time. And he's like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll do it. So I had to go with him. And then obviously realizing, like, oh, my God, this is someone that, you know, to me is super famous and was on TV. But just I got to just be there every day. It was like three days a week. And I would just sit and watch. And I was like, and then one day he's like, hey, you want to go in there? And I was like, yeah. And just watching and watching. And I could mimic some stuff a little bit. But I guess I stood on the top rope because every kid wants to do that. And my dad said, you know, when you did that, he said, if, you know, your kid sticks to this, he'll be good. And then my dad told me that on the drive home, which is probably just trying to be nice. But that was like the first time in my life someone was like, oh, you can be good at something, like really good at something. And I was like, oh, all right. And it gave me. Uh, you know, at that time it was very, it was tough because my mom had shot my dad. There was a lot, like a lot of that history and everyone knew it where I lived. So it was like my escape. I could be anybody, you know, no one could judge me because they didn't know me. And then, you know, I was in the mindset of like taking this on as a skill. Like, so if you get good at it, no matter what, you know, you will be accepted. So I got, it's interesting when I talk with my buddies, because I try to get their perspective of their younger years when they watch wrestling, like, and what made them get into it. Because I just got into it for a different reason. Like I had watched it when I was younger, but I wasn't watching it at the time. So like, it became like my mission to learn how to do this and be accepted in that world. So it was, I don't know, it was just a much much different like reason behind it but the love for it obviously is still the same we all So love you it. looked at it as an escape like that was the reason that you loved yeah. wrestling It was this fantasy world that but it was fantasy but it was real to be, you know like because you have to be good like you actually have to have skill It's kind of like football you know like I just looked at it the same thing as like a, a sport, but it was like one of those things no one else around me was doing. So I could work on it as much as I possibly could. Like after, you know, my dad trained with Jim, like we trained over there. It was like four months. And then he went back to the WWF as who. And then, so my dad and his friends, they built a ring and then we were training at one of their houses. And then eventually I got my own ring. And then I just would go in there hours and hours and hours and just work on you know the basic stuff because i was a kid so i thought that broomstick test was real i thought one day they're going to make me wrestle a broomstick and i gotta have a solid match so i would just wrestle the invisible man for hours and hours and hours every day we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now 
and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What would you say to someone who's, you know, maybe 12 or 15 or 16 now that wants to follow in your footsteps? They, they want to be a pro wrestler for a living. Well, one thing I would say is don't bump until you're older. You can you can learn like the basics, the technical aspects, the footwork and all that kind of stuff without bumping. That's one thing I wish I wouldn't have done as much of because you know, you feel invincible when you're young. And then so my style and what I I like doing that. I like taking bumps. I like the physical aspect of it. So that's just one thing I wish I would have uh been a little bit smarter about because it's not necessary you know are you saying like with that said in the career that you've had i mean you've taken a lot of bumps as yeah. you sit here right now does is there anything that like is as a nagging injury or anything that really hurts no i feel great i love honestly that. like i said the best the best i've ever felt you know and it's one of those things that surprised me because I thought my mid-30s was going to be the best I felt. Because I went through, obviously, for the next thing, I went through a period of just not feeling right. So to now feel better than I was feeling before that, it, it, it's kind of wild. Plays plays with my mind a little bit. You had a moment recently where you landed on your head and I got worried again for your neck. Oh. With, oh, yeah, with Action and Ready... You guys did the Spanish fly, but you landed on your head. So, I mean, was it a scary moment for you? Oh, very much so. But because I'd been, I like immediately like checked everything. Like, okay, I felt it at its worst. Oh, this just feels normal. I'm fine. You know what I'm saying? And then it just made me super grateful for the training that I was doing, you know, because a lot of it is creating the space and your joints and like my vertebrae and like working on my flexibility, you know, like it's, you know, I was just thankful for that. I wish someone had told me about flexibility or like pounded it into my head when I was younger. Cause now I'm doing all kinds of yoga and DDPY. And I'm like, I wish I had done this, started doing this like 20 years ago. Oh, right. Like that's something we're trying to get my son more into into that because he's a big kid for his age and you know he gets super sore when he's doing a ton of running and jumping because he loves to jump off stuff I'm like dude you're 90 something pounds chill out like because that was some like someone said to me because they were talking about kids and lifting it's like jumping from high things and landing is more impact and more harmful to their body than if they're lifting a light weight correctly oh wow you know what I'm saying? So it's like, like that's something. So it's like, okay, if he, cause he wants to, he just started baseball. He's played basketball a few seasons, soccer. He wants to do flag football. He does jujitsu. He's been doing that for about three years now. And it's like, if you want to do all this stuff, you got to treat your body in a way to be able to do it. You know, so 
that's a fun little, you know, we got to create little games for him to do it, but hopefully eventually he'll really get into it. So how different does your weight training and recovery look like now versus when you just started out in wrestling? Oh, sheesh. Well, one, I would get on the elliptical for 15 minutes and then I would just go work out. You know what I'm saying? It'd be chest yep. day, back day. And then now, like I have it, my trainer has it split up in like a heavy, uh, you know, like Mondays are my heavy days. Tuesdays are my mobility days. But it's not just doing mobility. It's building strength within those situations. So it's preparing my body for everything. You know, so a lot of jumping and a lot of landing and landing, you know, single foot, you know, stuff off kill, working on rotation a lot. Um, and then there's just a purely conditioning day. Like all the mobility stuff is something that, you know, and building strength in those positions because, you know, at a certain point, my hip flexibility was garbage. It's still not the best, but it's substantially better. And I'm strong in awkward positions, which is, what you got to kind of do for what we do. You know what I'm saying? So it, yeah, I feel it, like we it, can notice it in the ring too. Like, I mean, you, you can go, I mean, you've always been able to go, but like, I feel like you can really go now. And yeah. And I still, you know, I still feel like I'm not where I can be. And mm. that's, you know, so Sunday I feel is my time to uh, show that a little bit more. Your debut I thought was so fascinating because you took everybody out. Like, it's like you had like a list of moves and you're like, you were going to hand them off to each individual person. Like when you debuted, you hit, you tell me actually, you hit like suplexes and everything. It was, it was so amazing to see it. Oh yeah. It, it was nerve wracking. I'll tell you that. Did, did but, everybody, man, did everybody know? Like, I just felt like it was nobody like, knew this, then this, then this, then this. I just said, I'm going to just be all over the place. If I see you, I'm going to do something to you. You know, and that's kind of, it was that chaotic. That's how chaotic it was in my head too. Like it would, it, uh, I was really out there to do something. <laughs> There's a photo you posted recently. You're in the ring with Rocky Romero. You're giving him like a high knee and it's yeah. taken at the exact perfect time. It looks like his nose is over here and his face is very disfigured. But like, but in real life, it looks like you just barely touched him. Right? No, that photo freaks me out. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I killed him. Oh, it was amazing. I mean, that's one of my favorite photos. I don't, I don't even know how, like, it just feels like it was just so perfectly timed. Right? No, 100%. I'm grateful for that picture. <laughs> I, I love how much gratitude you have. That's a huge thing in my life, too. Yeah, that's that's something I've noticed when I've watched your interviews, which is good. I appreciate that. And and we'll get to we'll get to talking about gratitude, you know, as when we wrap this up, but gratitude's just been like a guiding light in my life because you know, there's always things you can be grateful for. Even if it's the worst day possible, there's always things you can go, "Man, I'm grateful for my family or my health or a roof over my head or whatever it happens to be." Yeah, no, 100%. And just I don't know. When I was younger, I thought people that spoke about that, I don't know. It just, it just felt weird to me. And I didn't quite understand it. It's like, felt like they were just saying it to say it. I don't know. I had a lot of trust issues when I was younger. So, but understanding 
you know, it's something me and my wife do. Some days are great with our son. Some days are not like, and just realizing like so much good came out of it based off of what happened and being able to approach the situations different and just so on and so forth. And instead of looking at stuff like, damn, I can't believe that happened. It's like, well, at least we understand this now. Mm, Yeah. Wembley Stadium, take me to that day and take me to what it felt like, just like feeling the energy of all of those people. Oh my God. It was, it was surreal. I couldn't sleep after that at all. It was so, so intense. And it was, it was overwhelming. It really was like in a good way though, of like, I was, you know, I had been in the company four months and just was like, wow, look what these guys did before I got here. Like they're the ones that laid the foundation to kind of set this situation up and for Tony to take the risk. I don't know. It it was just awesome to be a part of it and, you know, just see good people get an opportunity to show themselves to the world in such a big way. Uh, It was, it was awesome. I've heard that when you're in a stadium with that many people that like, it takes a second to feel the reaction because it's so big. Like it takes a second to like feel it. I don't know. That's what I've heard before. Is is this true? Oh, a hundred percent. It's like a wave. It's a, you know, it's like, it's very, very weird. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And that's by far the largest crowd you've ever been in front of, right? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I did uh, the greatest Royal Rumble, which I think was like 70. Oh, hold on. I got to let my dog out of the office. Oh, let's say hi to your dog. <laughs> uh, he's he's going. He's going. He okay. What's my, your dog's name? Uh, that's Mello. We have two dogs. So Mello and Gwen. Gwen so Mello was going to hang out and then went, no, nah, I got to get out of here. Well, my son and my wife came home. Oh, they were next. You. They were next door. Uh, our next door neighbor is a retired engineer, and we were trying to do this science project for the science fair, which is like a this battery that goes through copper. It's like a train. Yes, yes. And we and we couldn't get it to work, so we had to pivot on that. But we still wanted to get the solution, so they brought it over there to kind of figure out what went what went wrong. So I, you gotta love great neighbors. Oh my God, this is my first time really even wanting to have neighbors and they're great. So, you know, we live in a a cool area where everyone's got a little space and some land. So it's nice, but they're, they're, they're amazing. With how you're feeling now, do you even see an end in sight for your career? Or do you think you could just keep doing this? Like Jericho's in his fifties and he's still doing it. Yeah, it all depends on how I feel. And if I keep doing the things I need to do, and obviously my goal is to improve the stuff that I'm doing, especially as science continues to improve and more stuff comes out and what's going to help. Like, yeah, I mean, I'd love to. I will always be a part of wrestling no matter what. Like some aspect of me will be involved for the rest of my life. I just... You mean like as a producer maybe? Oh, yeah, for sure. And I'm going to open... You know, I'd like to open a little school... I know there's a lot of them, but, you know, like a small, more personalized dojo style school and, you know, I don't take, you know, take a crack at that because I feel like uh, that's something that I really love to do. And, 
you know, giving people the best opportunity that I can with what I know and people I know, you know. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Do you think your son might follow in your footsteps? Oh, gosh, he says it. And he's going to be a lot bigger than me, so we'll see. So, <laughs> You're one of the few wrestlers that has had the same wrestling name from start to finish. Was there ever any talk at any point of your career of being anyone but Roderick Strong? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. When a lot of those changes were happening in NXT, there was a conversation about that. And I was like, no. I said it would just be weird for me to change my name for six months. You know? And they were respectful. They were cool. And and it was all good. So, but yeah, there was a, a small time. And then when I was younger, I had a different name too. So Oh, like a like what was your name when before you were Roderick? Oh, it was the Jester. The Jester. Yeah. That's it. Like what? That wasn't a moniker. That was your whole name. That was my name. Yeah. Because my dad's an Elvis impersonator. So he wrestled as an Elvis impersonator. That's incredible. I didn't how did I not know this? And that's then incredible. so I, I was like, every king has a court jester. And that was like my you know reasoning behind it. So I don't know. With yeah. some of the stuff you've been doing in AEW recently, you kind of were a jester. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh I don't know. It's I mean, I I feel like the you wearing the neck brace could have been great for a few weeks, and you just it kept working and it kept being great. That I feel like it was like there's no reason to stop this. Right. And just you know, time came to to pivot, but it's something you know that's there kind of always with me. So you you it, standing you up know. in the wheelchair was a great moment. <laughs> I don't know. It was just it, like you're talking about, like uh, you know how you weren't going to be restrained by it anymore. Like, and then you just stood up, and it was like the entire crowd cheered. Like they, I don't know, like they thought you maybe couldn't ever stand again. It was fantastic. Yeah, it was amazing. In the moment, I felt like I was doing it. I'll tell you that. Like I hadn't stood up in quite some time. Talk to me about the the storyline at the end of last year. Like there were so many whispers about who the devil would be and everything that was going on with that. You were a part of that. And that was a really big thing. And that was also the last time that we saw MJF. What was it like being part of that storyline? Uh, I, I mean, I loved it. Like obviously that whole situation was, was so big for my career me an opportunity to not have to wrestle my way you know to get people's attention the whole time 
So that was fantastic. And, and just to be able to work with Adam was, I mean, that's my dude. The, my favorite parts of my career are with him. Like, and so, you know, for out of it to create an opportunity for Matt and Mike and Wardlow, like that's super cool because, you know, Matt and Mike really haven't had an opportunity to to do anything like that or get that kind of attention on that kind of level. So it was, you know, there was just so much good that came from it. And it's one of those things that I feel very necessary for my career and all the guys involved. And I think this next year is going to shape up to be honestly the best one. If and when MJF comes back, I feel like you could be a target here now. That's okay. I'm ready. <laughs> I feel like you're ready for anything, really. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's just picking my spots. No, it's been ah, it's been so great to see it. What other goals do you have in AEW? It's like we said, it, it hasn't even been a year yet, and you've done so much already. Uh, Revolution right, right around the corner here. What are the, some of the big goals you have in AEW? A one day world champion is is on that list, but currently the most important one for me is to win that international title and uh, do with it how I think I can. Because that's the thing, like I was saying earlier about Orange, like I have so much respect for the kind of champion he was, his work ethic, you know. And I've I've said, you know, I can do it better, and that's kind of my thing. I want to wrestle all the random people. I want those opportunities. I need to test myself against everybody from mm. every every part of the world and against our roster. I mean, there's so many people there for me to work with. And I think uh, I can make memorable moments with all of them. So that that is something that's like on the the front of my mind and, and my main focus currently. There's something going on in wrestling now across the board where like, I feel like it's more popular than it's ever been or certainly more popular than it's been in a long, long time. Are you feeling this? When you go out there, when your music hits, do you feel that it's just so much more popular than it's been in a long time? Oh, for sure. And, and just watching, you know, because I, you know, I watch the show that I'm not on and just seeing stuff, you know, get the reactions that it's getting it's you know and the talk afterwards and just seeing you know stuff like when i debuted they, there was some coverage from like some metal magazines which was cool for me because i was like oh my gosh like anything outside of the wrestling bubble is awesome and i think i don't know like you said it is hotter and it's getting bigger and you know we have a great opportunity on March 3rd to help grow AEW and just because this is a fantastic pay-per-view. So, you know, it's just taking those moments and us capitalizing on how hot wrestling is right now. And there's something, I'm going to bring it back to Sting because there's something about Sting retiring where we believe it. And there's been, you know, we know a lot of wrestling retirements that aren't like real wrestling retirements. They're, you know, they're back in the ring six months later or a year later or whatever it happens to be. I feel like if we're not watching Sting's match, like that's his last match. If we if we're not watching it, like that's it. We we don't see. Yeah, it. that's how it feels as well. Just from all the way people are talking, and you know, I think this is obviously one that he's like, okay, now is the time, and he gets to do it the way he wanted to, which is awesome because everybody wants that, you know, and a lot of people don't get that. So 
it's, when you look uh, at this card, it's going to be so special. When you look at this card, though, you and Orange Cassidy have the like a really good chance of stealing the show. Hey, I'm going there to win. What <laughs> happens during that? You know, we'll find out. But so me you, winning it is important to me. So you've mentioned gratitude so many times throughout this conversation, and, and I love that. Um, that's how I start every day. It's how I end every day. And that's how I, I end every conversation. I say out loud the three things I'm grateful for when I start my day and I end my day. And that's that's what I ask my guests at the end of, end of every interview. So first of all, Roddy, thank you for this. Congrats on the incredible career that you've had. I can't wait thank to see you. you versus Orange Cassidy at Revolution. But I want to ask you, what are three things in your life that you're grateful for right now? Uh, my family and like... To make it more, my son, my wife, my mom, you know, just. Every time, every time, I just get, they're just the best. My friends. And. Just my health. Yeah. Those are three great ones. And look, I, I'm, a, I'm a new dad myself. Our daughter's eight and a half, almost nine months old. I feel it, man. Oh. <laughs> there's, something, uh, there's something so special about having uh, that, that little person running around the house. I right. love it. Yeah. Well, and, and that responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. It's... It's... It's good. It's very yeah. good. You know? It's good. It's pretty great. This was great. So thank you to my brother from another mother. I can't wait to actually meet you and shake your hand, give you a hug in person. Yeah. Looking forward to it. All right, my friend. Thank you so right, much. Thanks, Chris. Looking forward to you versus Orange Cassidy Revolution. Thank you. All right, great conversation there with Roderick Strong. Big thank you to him for making the time to have this conversation before his big match at AEW Revolution this Sunday against Orange Cassidy. Of course, the show is headlined by Sting and Darby Allen versus the Young Bucks. It is Sting's last match. And I just feel like Sting's going to do something big here. Like, we've already seen him do these high spots that were like, what? I, I Look, I didn't even think Sting would wrestle again. Now he's doing stuff like that. So I feel like he is going to go out with a bang. So this is going to be one that we can't miss. Snap a screenshot. Let us know that you're listening to this and tag us so we can share it on social media. He's at Roderick Strong. I'm at Chris Van Vliet. And go watch this interview on YouTube because I've, I've been told many times that I could be related to Roderick Strong in some sort of way. So when you watch the interview with our faces side by side, you let me know what you think. I'll leave you with this quote from Wayne Dyer. I've shared this before, but it's too good to not share. If you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Be great. Be grateful. We will see you on the next one for some more insight. It's our biggest episode ever. An hour plus with John Cena. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.